Julie Edge has been replaced as Education Minister in what the Chief Minister has termed a strategic change. All parties are at pains to mention that this was not a sacking, but Miss Edge responded to news of her departure by saying that as the difficult woman who regularly challenges decisions and offers the public perspective, I'm not surprised. So what is going on? Julie Edge joins me now in the studio. The Chief Minister was a little upset with the way Manx Radio described your departure from the Department of Education. He described it as, uh, well, he, he's described it as a strategic change, a reshuffle. The facts, as he sees them, are that Julie Edge has been replaced in what the Chief Minister has termed a strategic change. And uh, he, he was really quite upset that Manx Radio suggested you'd been sacked. Uh, what do you think has happened? Certainly I can understand why Manx Radio might have used that headline. I must admit I wasn't impressed myself when I first seen it. However, um, he's saying a strategic um, reshuffle. I'm certainly, Phil, looking forward to seeing that reshuffle because it's certainly needed. We do need strategic leadership for the island um, to take the island forward. And do you think it's going to happen? Um, certainly, obviously... I had a pre-declared position on whistleblowing. I've been very clear in my statement um, that I did um, ensure that I got confirmation from the Chief Minister that I had that pre-declared position uh, at the latter end of last week. And then if you look at events since since that, and um, I'm aware um, he did say to me that he'd spoken to, to Mrs. Kane uh, on Friday. Well, my email was on the Friday. So I'm aware of some of the timeline. And then I, I did send him an email on Tuesday to say that I might be speaking with regards to the Casey Wright reports um, into the government's handling of Rosalind Ranson. Um, but uh, did it come as a surprise? Well, it would have. Um, I think there was. there's a lot of underhand um, operations gone on in the background. OK. So, uh, I mean, basically, you yourself wouldn't use the word sacked. Um, is, is that what you're saying? Um, well, certainly, he... he I, I don't really understand, and obviously I've not been in this position before. Um, certainly, um, I've I've spoken to the chief minister in the last three weeks and said, "Do I, do do you still have confidence in me?" And he's stated yes. Um, he's he's told me he stood by me. He, he's backed me with all of the challenges. Um, and certainly I would expect that when I have done all good governance and good process and certainly around some of the challenges that we've seen on the floor of either the House Keys or Timwold that um, have come come at me and, and calls for my resignation, um, the facts that I've given out are the correct ones. Some of the ones um, that, you know, sometimes come out or, or haven't been. So I, I delivered a combing message to 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 the South and... Uh, you know, it, it seems to have now come back full circle on me. And, and perhaps this is the, the, the real reason why uh, it was felt, whether it's sacking or a strategic change in, in personnel or, or whatever you want to call it, the way in which the announcement of the closure of the Southern Swimming Pool and then the the riding into the rescue by uh, the Treasury Minister and yourself, th th this wasn't government's finest hour, was it? Um, certainly, obviously, I wasn't aware of 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 the um, changes and the and the the U-turn that was talked about. Um, 
and where the money came from, but it, it appeared. Um, so obviously my department at that point in time were, were, were pleased to continue with that and, and what was presented. Um, however, the fiscal responsibility um, that I had to take at that point in time and that was a decision that was reached um, by the whole of the Council of Ministers I took and I think that's what we need on the island at the present time is fiscal responsibility, leadership and strong, tough decision-making. When something like this happens to you, uh, it's, well, it's, it, well, I don't know, you, 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 you're you better placed than I am to, to maybe to answer this. Um, it, it must come as quite a personal shock. Um, certainly when you've been very loyal to an individual and you've tried to help and you have corrected lots uh, of direction um, and you've, you know, I've challenged and um, I've always challenged on government governance process Whistleblowing is, is a classic example. You know, we've seen two big, big um, pieces of and reports that have come out, Casey Brunner's and Casey Wright's. And there's lots of behaviours um, outlined within the reports. Uh, am I still seeing them? Yes, I am. And that's the disappointing side for me, Phil. I'm, you know, I've always been very professional. And um, I believe we should all be professional in our roles for the greater good of the people of the Isle of Man. Um, and again, <laughs> You know, it it did it come as a shock? I could see it coming. Uh, you know, I, I'm astute. I've been a civil servant, public servant for 38 years, 20 of them in leadership in education. Um, you know, but uh, was I disappointed? Probably not, because I think it's time for me to be on the back benches and start challenging. Um, but, you know, I'll always do that in a professional manner. One of the surprising uh white knights on white horses that came riding over the hill to your uh, certainly to support you uh, was your colleague in Onken, Rob Collister Uh, Rob made various comments on social media pretty much along the lines of uh, do do constituents think that perhaps it's time for a change of leadership at the top of of, uh, government Were, were you surprised by Rob's comments? Um, not really. You know, uh, I know people think that Rob, Rob and I haven't worked together. We've always worked together closely for Onken. Um, certainly, I stood by Rob with the report um, into Tim Wald um, on Rob's situation. He's experienced it. He probably has seen and recognised um, the similar behaviours toward, towards myself. Um, so I, I wasn't surprised. I think... Um, you know, he's gone out and he's sought views of our Uncan constituents with regards to do we need new leadership at the top? As I've said, we need good strategic leadership for the greater good of the people of the Isle of Man. And do you think that uh, the Council of Ministers in its current form, and well, in its new form, uh, is going to give the strategic leadership to the Isle of Man that's uh, so sorely needed? Well, according to the Chief Minister, he's doing further shuffles, so I'd wait wait and uh, look look forward to see see what they are. Um, certainly, I know where um, there's areas failing. I think that education certainly isn't now. When I took over education, it was in, in a dire state, you know, and um, I don't know how it had been allowed to get like that, but um, certainly I think there's been great improvements, very professional officers, lots of professional individuals working for the department, um, whether that's in our schools, whether it's in the department, whether it's in sport and culture. And, um, you know, we've seen it in all of these reports um, with regards to whistleblowers. We need to follow the advice of officers. And you, it must be difficult for you because uh, you, you, 
you know, you've been a minister for two and a half years uh, nearly now, and uh, you, as minister, you have to say collegiate things. You're, you've got to be measured in, in, in what you say, but, uh, you know, uh, you can now perhaps uh, speak with a, a even more openness and, and honesty than perhaps you were able to before. Uh, is the chief minister the right man for the, the, the role? Phil, I've always spoken with on honesty, transparency, um, and I have stuck by the Chief Minister. Can I continue to do that going forward? Probably not. Okay. Well, that's that's pretty clear. I suppose something else that we, we, we maybe need to, to, to move on and talk about then are things that perhaps have been seen as your failings. Now, one of those was something that... I raised with with you on a perspective programme only a few weeks back and I said, you know, with the benefit of hindsight in relation to the whole situation with the Southern Swimming Pool, is there anything that you would have done uh, or like to have seen done differently? And uh, your answer provoked quite a lot of concern amongst some Tinwell members. Um, yeah, and, and certainly... Uh you know, I've always respected it, and I still do respect all my colleagues. We've got to work, you know, have a government code, and part of that government code in Annex 2.2, I think it is, that we should always try and resolve issues um, of, of any nature between ourselves, and you'd expect that in any professional organisation. Um, you know, I'm aware that there's, there's been some... Um, correspondence with the chief minister that I haven't necessarily seen which I think is underhand and it's certainly not the way I would ever continue to work going forward never have worked like that always worked very professional and we will have differences in Timwald we should be able to have differences it's a democracy it's not a dictatorship and one of those differences is that the certainly some of them at Southern members certainly some some that I have spoken to uh, have said that they felt that the way in which you handled the situation with the Southern Swimming Pool uh, certainly could have been better and uh, they had hoped that perhaps you might have recognised that there should have been better communication somewhere along the lines, perhaps better communication with the Southern MHKs. I think there's a lot of myths. As you know, Phil, you've been in the Council of Ministers and um, a, a confidential um, report and go in to discuss with the Southern Swim Pool, you've got to be confidential about it. Um, my, my, I suppose, and, and it couldn't be helped, on the 9th of January I couldn't be at the presentation to, to honourable members because um, my mum was seriously ill and um, unfortunately family took priority on that day um, as, as we should all remember to be to be quite honest, mm. people never consider what else is going on in people people's lives, um, but we should be very conscious of that as politicians. Um, could that have been handled differently? I know there's there's been concern around that. Um, we again addressed addressed to the chief minister. Um, I've you know recently seen some of that. And, um, you know, if, if you're aware of a situation that's concerning honourable members, you can respond to it. If you're not aware of it because it's been, you know, delivered behind your back, um, that makes it difficult. And I just, you know, we, hopefully we can all work, work together going forward and be a strong backbench bunch. <laughs> So, so one of those, one of the areas that uh, undoubtedly has led to your departure, and let's call it that rather than sacking, because we don't want to 
uh, upset the, the, the chief minister on this one. Um, but your departure, uh, it's most likely down to this uh, issue with, with regard to the Southern Swimming Pool and Castle Russian High School. Um, how, how often have you met the Southern MHKs in relation to that over the course of the last uh, few years? Um, so I was quite clear with the chief minister and he, he assured me it wasn't um, with regards to that, um, you know, that he was doing a midterm shuffle. So as I say, as I said before, I look forward to seeing that. Um, with regards to over over the last two years, um, certainly we delivered the master plan to, to all, honor, all, all honourable members um, and that was February 23. Prior to that, I had met with the Southern MHKs in the Speaker's office with regards to the rate that was being paid. And I said I'd work with them. That was quite early on in, in my tenure, actually. And um, obviously, we would work on that. And then post that, with regards to the pool report, it was led by a steering board, which was set up from a sports council member um local authority members, officers of my department, and then all officers within all of the local authorities. Um, and I was involved in in the meetings along with the Department of Infrastructure Minister because it was a joint report. <laughs> it wasn't just an education report because of the connections with the local authorities and the Local Government Act. Um, I haven't actually met with the Southern MHKs specifically with regards to that steering board. Um, however, I, you know, at that point, it was still a report that was being created. It was only once the report went through the proper governance and process and into the Council of Ministers that I could actually then speak about it because that's, that's the confidentiality within the Council of Ministers' reports and any report that goes through. So, Imagine, um, though, if, if this was, you know, let's move back uh, 10, 15 years and we were talking about... Bema Hague School, and uh, which is close to, 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 to your your <laughs> constituency, and as you know, let's assume that the MHK in charge of uh, the, the Department of Education, the the minister was a, a Russian MHK. Um, what would you have expected the education minister to have been doing in relation to involving you with the uh, understanding of the development of uh, of that school? I've said already, you know, we talk, talk about Castle Russian. Bema Hague, when stakeholders got involved with Bema Hague, it's after the design stage, stage. So there's lots of processes happening in a capital build prior to having a design that you can then go and talk to stakeholders about. Obviously, the key stakeholders um, for, from, from a client point of view, as in the Department of Education, Sport and Culture, will be ensuring that the right facility is built for an education setting for the future and that's adaptable and, and flexible for future um, delivery of education. Um, that will come, but there's an expectation it should be there now. That's not how... Uh, the design team works and ha and how that that happens. So, it, you know, from from my point of view, that lack of understanding of how government um, policies and that operate um, is quite clear in in this current Timwald. And um, 
I, I think, I don't know, many times I've said, it's, we're in the design stage, we're in DC1, I think it's called. And, you know, that's where we're at and stakeholder and, and meetings publicly and all that will take place, I'm quite certain, to further down the line. But, you know, we're a long way from that. But regardless of all of that, if you were on MHK and you felt that there were delays or that it was taking longer than it needed to, You'd, you'd be after the education minister, wouldn't you? You'd be you'd yeah, be pushing yeah, them. Yeah, of course, of course you would. You put you push push for your, for your area. Um, as I say, I delivered the master plan for for the south um, in February 2023. If I'd, I would have looked at that very closely and queried anything or, or considered it, I would have kept going. But I haven't seen anything until the swimming pool. <laughs> and, uh, you know, however, my, my tenacity and the way that I would have operated is great. I've got a master plan here. I'm going to ask questions about this. I'm going to keep this bubbling along. And, um, you know, I think it, it was Tony Brown, ex-chief minister, that said on the, on, on the programme with you that he's been going on about this and, and there's been complacency was his, his words, um, you know, and... Uh, you know, we've all got to work together for the better betterment of education in the South, for the infrastructure for the South, for the community. And, you know, even on the back benches, I'll still work for that because that's a decision. However, you know, I have greater opportunity now to shout for the East. <laughs> so. You described yourself uh, in your statement, which came shortly after the uh, announcement that you had been replaced as education minister you described yourself as a, a difficult woman and um, is is that maybe a, a, a double-edged sword or as as your former um, colleague for uh, Onken uh, Peter Karen would say a double-edged carrot um, <laughs> I, is I mean is the part of the problem here that uh, maybe you are seen as a, a difficult woman and, and someone that's difficult to get on with it's not difficult to get on with, Phil. That's obviously quite quite a political statement. Difficult a woman. I think it was Ken Clark that mm. said it. Um, you know, it's it's more a strong woman. Some people don't like strong women that stand up to them. Um, I've always said I will stand up for what's right for the people of the Isle of Man, and that's what I will continue to do. I've always done it, and particularly around whistleblowing, I've probably been viewed as she's been difficult here. No, I know my facts. I've done a lot of work around it and I will protect whistleblowers. In terms then of your uh, legacy uh, as uh, Education Minister, I mean, two and a half years uh, is, 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 is not an unreasonable length of time compared with some of your colleagues uh, over the course of the last two and a half years who've, who've managed much less. Um, what, what can you look back at over that time? I mean, you, you described entering a, a, a department that was in some level of, uh, of, of distress. Um, what, what's changed in that two and a half years? I think quite clearly we've really improved the culture. Um, we, work, we worked very, very closely with the unions and that's been very successful. I, I feel I've stabilised all of that teacher's situation. And, uh, you know, you, you, that's not something you can just do. You've got to have had experience dealing with unions and working at that level, which I had, being on a leadership team and, uh, you know, various roles in government. Um, I had experience of doing negotiations with unions, so I was you know, obviously well suited for that. I'd been in the post office and I'd, I'd dealt with lots of situations. Um, I think good, strong leadership. 
and good direction and ensuring that you understand the department you're in. And that's clearly not just just from an education point of view. It's sports, culture and arts. Always had a lot of interest in all of the areas, having worked for 20 years in education and how critical and crucial sport is as part of the curriculum offering for all of our children. Um, obviously, the infrastructure, I was responsible for all the infrastructure. I've done capital programs at Balakameen High School. I completely understand infrastructure and how it works. And also devolved financial management, being fiscally responsible within an education environment is, is really important. Um, certainly, I, I can say that. I've brought forward a, a quality assurance framework, which will be independently validated. And, you know, that's an excellent framework. Um, it's pilot, being piloted at the current time. I've been successful in getting some additional funding. Obviously, the childcare strategy is another one. And um, the one which I probably will be most disappointed about is the skills board. And, um, you know, actually trying to push that forward. It's been difficult with it being cross-government. However, I think think we're there now. It is an education and industry um, way forward um, for for skills on the island. Um, But it all starts with educating and investing in our young people. And, um, you know, really pleased to say that we've got Ardwallen open again. That's, you know, that's been a two and a half year challenge. But I ensured that the investment was put forward there. We've got gas training back on the island. So there's been lots of real good positive delivery. And um, I think I will always stick to my promises to the people of Onkanoom, my manifesto, I will deliver. And I think I can honestly say that I have to have delivered in my two and a half years. I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, I've worked with amazing professional people and um, I will continue to challenge where people, you know, people challenge the officers um, unfairly. I will always stand up for that. And recently I've done that a couple of times. And, you know, I did wonder in the back of my mind whether that had was an element of that as well. But, um, you know, I will stand up for, for what's right, principled and transparent. And, uh, you know, we will delivery and the mass plan for Castle Russian is out there you know it's been there for a long time but it's out there now and I you know I'm proud to say that I looked at that whole site and um, there's something that can be delivered there. Final uh, question then do you regret accepting Alf Cannon's invitation to become the education minister? No, no, because I think that I've achieved a lot. Um, you know, I've worked with amazing, amazing colleague, political colleagues. Um, you know, Claire Christian. You know, thank her for all of her support. Um, I was pleased that Paul Crane could come on because we were all from education, and that makes a massive difference. Phil, you you know, having been in government, if you've got the knowledge base and the expertise in the area. It makes the job that much easier. Um, you know, you get a difficult question thrown at you on the floor or members think it's difficult. If you've got that knowledge and experience, it's not difficult. And so from that point of view, you know, it's been a pleasure and an honour um, to serve in that role. Would, would I have done it any differently? No, because at the outset I said I wanted to continue with my pre-declared position on whistleblowing and conflicts of interest, and I've done that. So, um, However, this latter, last week um, it does seem to have been challenged, so uh, so I wasn't surprised in that, that instance. But good governance, good process, good leadership, strong leadership for the island is what we need. Are you convinced then that uh, Alf Cannon... Uh, going forward as Chief Minister is going to make the right decisions for the future of the island? You know, I've always had respect for him. Um, I do think that there's 
there's there's major issues, major tough decisions that need to be taken fiscally mainly and um i don't i haven't you know the budget i think has uh, you know there's n- the public don't seem to be impressed with the elements of the budget i do think it's going to be very tough two and a half years and fiscal responsibility for the island moving the island forward in the right direction but with the right investment not wasted investment is this the start of a much needed reshuffle of the council of ministers will more ministerial heads roll Or is this just a convenient way to get an unpopular budget off the headlines? Let me know your thoughts on the programme by contacting philgorn at manxradio.com and get in touch if you have any ideas for future shows. Don't forget this programme is available as a podcast on Manx Radio's website. For now, though, I'm Phil Gorn. Gorn Thanks for listening.